0: Thanks, Jesus, for the opportunity, Lord, that You gave us to praise You and to glorify You, Lord. We know that You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus. And You've freed us, Lord. You've made us free to be able to have victory, Jesus, and to claim the things that You've done for us, Lord, Jesus. And we thank You. We praise You for that, Lord. And we ask You at this time, Lord, to bless the tithes and the offerings, Lord, the jobs that we have, and the health, Lord, that we that we have, Lord, and all the things necessary, Lord, to continue bringing these offerings and these ties to Your house, Lord, and our faithfulness, Lord, that. We show you in these things, Jesus. And also, too, we ask you now, Lord, for more importantly, Lord, for the, for your word, Jesus, to help us to pay attention to your word, Lord, Jesus, to receive it with joy and understanding, Lord, that it's a treasure, Lord, that's been sent from above, Lord. And bless our brother Gabriel, Lord. And we ask this all in your precious and in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, hermanos. I'm going to pass the service to brother Gabriel. And let's continue praising the Lord. Amen. Amén. God bless everyone. something, te bendiga hermanos, se pueden sentar. God bless the group this evening. Se pueden sentar hermanos. Dios te bendiga los clases. God bless the classes uh, this evening too. The kids ready to go and praise God. Amen. Los niños están listos para ir para sus clases. Que cosa, no? Ya están listos. Ira, Ira, Corriendo kids are ready and willing to go worship and praise God. Amen. Um, God, God has uh, been talking to me in, um, about a kind of a series of messages. Um, that I'd like to start tonight um, off with uh, one with the description or definition of origin. Amen. Um, and I believe in Spanish, is, is it orígenes, orígenes, orígenes. I like that. So, uh, brothers and sisters, when we start to think of origin of things, it's where things, it's defined as the point or place where something began. Amen. Uh, cuando miramos uh, el, el, ¿cómo se dice el definition? Definición. Se- significado. Uh, de orígenes 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 ah es que es por eso brother, que no lo digo bien <laughs> pero cuando miramos es donde algo comenzó comenzó amén where something began is uh, we see um, what the definition of origin is and I like for us if we can brothers and sisters to uh, put a, uh, a relevance and a reference to what God is going to try to tell us in this, um, and and what He might tell us in the future. Amen. Uh, where we can see start to see generational traits uh, in our lives, we can start to see where where things began, where where things were created, where where things might have gone wrong. Amen. Where a curse could have began. Uh, where a curse could have uh, wanted to stop. There's there's positives, and or, origin doesn't mean that it's always negative. Uh, there could also be some things where lives were changed, um, blessings began. Amen? So we can get excited about uh, as much as we can get uh, suspectful of where things started uh, In in, not in our lives, but our Fathers, grandparents, and so on. Amen? And so I'd like for us to think about uh, generational traits, uh, habits that could have been started, addictions that have, could have started many, 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 many generations before. Uh, and, and I think that there's so much relevance to uh, the origins of things, the beginnings of things. Does everyone here believe that there's a beginning of things, that there's a beginning to things? everybody believe that. Uh we can see biblically speaking that there was a beginning, amen. Uh we can see that there's also an end to things. But I like for us to focus on um on our lives and where where things could have began uh in 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 ways of habits of of things that we have. Um it's funny how many times do you do you find that there's a balance between somebody saying um, you know, he reminds me of my grandfather. Uh, it being positive or being negative. I mean, do you ever hear somebody say more positive things of somebody saying it reminds me of my grandfather, or or te lo sacó a ti? <laughs> We're laughing at that one, right? He's 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 just like so and so. Um, and I, I almost I almost feel like comically speaking, and I don't know if it's just our our um, our our or being Latino-based, that we tend to use that more than anybody, right? Kind of like a, a, an excuse, te lo saco a ti, you know, mira, es como, es como tú, in, in more of a negative way, sarcastic way, than it is a positive way. And I think that there's some truth to some of those sayings, some of those things that people uh, say because they're so used to things going on. You know, uh, if people struggle with bitterness, uh, you could probably go through some generational things and see the struggle of bitterness. If somebody struggles with gossiping, you could probably go through some things, and there was probably some tables that they sat around when they were little that there was gossiping happening. Would, you, would, would, would a church agree with me tonight on that? You know, if, if you struggle with, uh, with anger or, 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 or short fuses, there was probably somewhere, you know, growing up that you experienced that or you seen that. And, and I think that it's important to understand that, uh, that, that the Word of God speaks to these things. It speaks to recognizing where some of these things that we have, some of these customs that we've taken through the years, if it's pride, there's probably was pride somewhere in the lineage, somewhere in the tree, family tree. there's probably some pride. Amen? You know, and there's a lot of we carry. There's a lot of things that we we take that, uh, as much as they are positive, as much as man, he's a hard worker, like his dad was a hard worker, or man, he's smart, just like his dad, or you know, man, he plays, he plays, you know, instruments just like his dad did. You know, his dad played, it, his grandfather played it. There's things that come that sneak up that aren't so positive and kind of concern us, and we agree as a church. We may not see them all. We may have not spoken to our great-great-grandfather, but there's probably something that's there that wants to be in me. The hidden things. We have to ask God to search them out like David did. You know, we've talked about crevices, but, you know, I want to I wanna go to some origin things. We know, we, we've talked about the root of it. I want us to, to stay on this. And if we could turn to Deuteronomy 13. 30, 19. I'd like for you guys to help me tonight, brothers and sisters. You know, it's not that much effort to, to acknowledge or to, to preach to yourself. To say amen when you feel that God might have said something to you through the Word, even if it's the Word of God acknowledging it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. This is such a pivotal and important verse uh, that we read here. That God gave to his people.
1: To choose life or to choose A curse.
0: And and I like, and I like, you know, that it acknowledges that you may choose your seed, what's coming in front of you, what's coming ahead of you. We're deciding some of these things because the thing is with origins is that they can be redirected, they can be reshaped, or they can completely be eliminated when it comes to where something started. We can decide at moments to stop something, to redirect something. And I like right here that the Lord is telling His people, make a decision. Make a decision on what you want to do. Not right now, not, not what you're going to do today, not what you're going to even do tomorrow, but what you're going to do for your seed, for your children's children to come. And you see, brothers and sisters, we sometimes get discouraged. We sometimes get discouraged because we use terms like this. Well, it's too late for me. My kids have grown up
1: already. How many of
0: you have heard that excuse? At some time. But it's too late for me. I don't have a chance. They're not little anymore. They're not young. I've heard people when I was uh, raising my children come up to me and tell me, give me advice as they wish they would have known when I was, when they were my age at the
1: time. Even my father gave me advice
0: on things that he might have noticed to do differently in raising my children. But it's never too late in the things of God because God honors those. That faith ignites something, that that faith can change something.
1: Just because your children don't have an allowance anymore or you can't put them in time out or a belt doesn't scare them anymore, they grab their belt and you're like, "I" because you feel like you don't have
0: to say anymore. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have the ability to change your seed by how you choose to live. I love God because the moment we limit him is the moment he shames us with his limitless. Ability. You see, brothers and sisters, we're, we're, so, we're so convinced, we're so believing that, you know, it's got to make logical sense for God to do this. How's God going to do it if they're not with me? I was like, man, that's when I need to do it. Sometimes you get in the way. And I need to do it the way I'm going to do it. And I'm a testimony of this.
1: That God worked in my life, and I was out of the
0: corral. So I believe God can do it. If we stay faithful, if we stay committed, God knows our desires of our heart. But today, 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 we must choose. Today, we must choose between the blessing and the curse and what we leave after we're gone from here. Amen? We turn to Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is long-suffering. Thank you, Jesus, for being long-suffering. <laughs> thank you for being merciful and long-suffering. You ask me to have this fruit of long-suffering, but thank you, Jesus, for being long-suffering. Merciful God. Because I know that my fuse is too short, but yours, God, is, I'm grateful for you, Jesus. And great and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Thank you, Jesus. Because when I became a son or daughter of you, Jesus, there was a promise that was given to me that I should get excited about, but sometimes this world makes me sad. Sometimes my health takes the energy away from me. The way I'm feeling at this moment can't accept your gracious mercy, Jesus. And what we read here, Father, I just don't feel like praising
1: him right now.
0: I don't feel like glory, but he still
1: doesn't change. Thank you, Jesus, for thinking
0: of what's ahead of me and my family. How can I pay you back? How can I be more faithful? How can I be more committed to you, Jesus? What can I do, Jesus? What can I do to consider what I still lack right now at this moment that can disappear before it reaches that fourth generation? What can I do? What can I change? What can I be different? What can I praise you by? changing in me by letting go what kind of hurt am I holding on to that will go four generations ahead of me this hurt you think hurt just stays with you when you die there's people that put up with your hurt when you're gone oh you don't want to hear me right now do you you don't want to hear this right now do you because you're like I want to hurt it ain't gonna go with no one it goes with people your children will hurt some of the hurt you had You're hurting from some of the hurt that your family had. Because hurt creates things.
1: It creates resistance. It creates a lack of acceptance. You see, and then
0: your kids begin to see things because of your hurt. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. I wish somebody would say amen or hallelujah because they can understand that this works for you. Because see, look, brothers and sisters, when I talk about these things, it's not as just simple as
1: something you can see. Because the hurts that's in you, the subtle things that you do, you pass on. And that's why I love our God, because he said he, said he came to take that
0: hurt. Because he knew that you could pass that hurt. Oh man, God! I want you to take that hurt. I want you to take that pain. I want you to take the things that I I can't see that I'm constantly doing. Oh Jesus! I don't, help me, Lord. Help me, Father. To oh man, merciful God! I love you. You know what? You know what I find amazing is you know is that sometimes when you don't think you are something, but you find that amazing. I'm talking about myself personally, right? You ever ever go through that thing where you're like somebody tells you something like, "That ain't me." Something inside of you just says, "Man, that's the way my mom was. That's the way my dad was." Come on now, who am I talking to here? You You go through things like this sometimes, and they're just little nuances, right?
1: Some of us don't want to admit it because we're like, "That's not me. It's you." But the thing is, is this,
0: spiritually speaking, we got to let go of things that are going to hurt our family and cause them to suffer. This pride, this hurt, these things that we, when we hold on to pride, when we hold on to hurt, then we doubt God. How How can generations ahead doubt God today? How can we expect generations ahead to be blessed when we doubt his word and the freedom of his word. Free, I'm free indeed. God, I want, I want to just believe your word when you say these things, Jesus. I just want to believe you, Jesus, when you say you're going to comfort me, you're, the, you're going to send a comforter. I just want to believe it, but we doubt it. We look for something that we've, Establishing our mind has to be a reality before we accept him as real. Uh, nah, uh, uh. I want to live in that little mystical area where I'm willing to jump off on the deep end, knowing that he's there with me. I don't want to question a moment. I want to say, okay, God, this moment, this, this thing you just moved, this thing you just created, what's it going to do ahead of me? I don't want to doubt something that just popped up and say, well, what's going on right now at this moment, not knowing what that ripple effect is ahead. And then you look back and you feel ashamed because you've seen what God was planning to do back then, but we doubted it. Help me, God, to believe and trust in you, Father, above all things. If we turn to Galatians 3.13,
1: Christ hath
0: redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. We see Jesus here coming. As he said in the Old Testament, Choose ye today. And we have a decision We have an obligation as a people, as a believing people to God. To believe that Christ has come to redeem
1: us. You know what redemption is. You know what it is to be redeemed. It's being taken from something. And there
0: was a curse that we were headed to. And some of us are still headed to. Because we haven't seen Jesus
1: for what he did in us first. when We start to see what Jesus does in us first. We stop to judge so quickly. We stop to criticize so quickly. We stop
0: using terms that start using biblical Weaponry and saying, well, the word of God says for me to judge righteously.
1: We miss things
0: because we miss him
1: in the things that we need.
0: And I ask God, forgive me, God, if I look at my brother or my sister less than I looked at myself when you found me. Am I worse?
1: because you're a merciful God and you're loving and you're great and your love is great Jesus and you found me and my worst Jesus and loved me
0: and I thank you Jesus for this but this curse this curse that we're in at times when we don't see the goodness of God how many of us are struggling with seeing the goodness of God in our lives how many of us are struggling with Believing that God is good, God is loving, keeps us up at night sometimes when we don't. Bitterness keeps us up at night, judgment keeps us up at night. But his mercy puts you to sleep. His grace puts you to sleep, his hope puts you to sleep. Some of you might be struggling with sleep, rest, because you haven't entered into his rest. I want to enter into your rest, Jesus. I want to put away things. I want to put away my mind, this machine that doesn't stop, but you can control, and you can calm the storm inside of me. Thank you, Father. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I love this verse. It's a powerful verse. It's a statement verse. You can see it on a t-shirt. You can see it on a bumper sticker. But do we see it for what it is? It's God declaring to you that you should not see yourself the same anymore. You should not give power to something from the past. When I've rewarded you, I've blessed you with something. I've eliminated something from you. I've taken away something from you. But you know what, God? I don't know. I don't know. I still see these traits. I still see these things. God starts saying, well, look, it began somewhere, but it doesn't have to end There. It could be eliminated. It could be stopped. I don't want to pass on bad things to my children. I don't want them to pass them on. I don't want to know who they marry. They look back and say, what, where did you learn this? I don't want their children to see things that my children saw. If there were things that were shortcomings. I want to make a change. And The way the change happens is by the. De- Deciding today. Deciding today. I
1: choose this. And then tomorrow you choose it again.
0: And then the next day you choose it again. See, we're in control of what we're choosing. We're in control on how we're we're declaring what tomorrow's gonna be that day also. It's not just a, a coincidence that the same thing happened that always happens. It's that we have decided to allow it to happen. If you say you're going to bite your tongue, then start biting it today. Don't let go. Consistency eliminates inconsistent behaviors. I don't know why I do this. I don't know why this happens all the time. It's because there's not a consistency. A consistency will, will make you forget about something starting something, trying something, putting it as an objective, as a goal to set, to believe this, to do this. It's not too late. Change something and to see where it came from. You know, there's, there's sometimes I'll see a movie and they'll have a flashback. You know what a flashback scene is, right? Where you're a part of a, a time or a year, and then they go back to where it started. I, if it's a war or something, that goes back. I think about those flashback moments in my life. I think when I see those flashback moments in my children, do you see flashback moments in your children? You know, no, 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 no. Your children don't have any of the, any of the traits that you see, you know. And what, what are some of the ones that our children can have? Huh? What do you think? What are some of them?
1: Hmm? Stubborn? Mr. Margie, amen. Stubborn. It could be. Anyone else? Anger? Anyone else? Gossiping? Huh? Temper? Anger? Temper? Stubborn? Gossiping? Anyone else? How about praising God, not praising God? Can we pass that on? Doubt, can we
0: pass that on? We talked about pride, we can pass that on. Anything else? Shyness, being in, maybe shyness or embarrassed. Anything else? Selfish? That's a, that's a really good one when we, that we can pass. Greedy? Yeah. Anything else? And we got some brothers here that I can't think of one. Pero son de muchos. Those are good ones. Those are all traits that push God away from our families. These are traits that we can break. I mean, I, I hear Brother Oscar talk about one like selfishness, and that's an easy one that you can break by showing your children to, to do something. They're like, man, why did you know? Why did mom or dad do that? And we just change something. Something that they didn't consider or think of. See, I, I, I like the word of God because you can, you can see an origin in the word of God. You can see where, where, where sin started in the word of God.
1: Can you or can you not? You can
0: see where sin started with disobedience in the word of God. The origin of sin was what? Disobedience to God, and we're here sometimes, and we hear the word of God, and yet there's something inside of us. There's still the same snake that deceived Eve is deceiving
1: us today in our doubts, in our leniencies,
0: on the things that we accept. We're accepting more today. And and our children, guess what? In the fourth generation, they'll be accepting and forget what the point was. Can you imagine that? There's a point where we, we stood on a foundation in four generations. Is that foundation still there? We want to believe it is. But we have to be encouraged and encouraged.
1: But it's hard to be encouraged.
0: In a PC world, it starts to change your opinion on things instead of going to the Word on things. It starts to try to make you think. I'm sure God didn't write this, but he was probably thinking this back then. A dangerous place to be in, brothers and sisters, when we start to trust in our hearts more than to what God left us. That can change us in ways that we've experienced. You've experienced change through his word. This is where we don't doubt it because you've seen it. You've felt it. You're like, man, that word had an impact on me. How do we go backwards? How do we go backwards instead of going forward? We must recognize what God is telling us, what God's trying to take away from us. Can anybody think of something that was passed on to them
1: Hmm? Prideful? Pride? Pride? I think
0: that we all can think of something. When we start to think about these things, they're the things that probably limit us from moving ahead with God. You know, there's some things that you know God just doesn't deal with, brothers and sisters. He just doesn't deal with well. And some of us struggle with these things. And they're things that we 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 should know better here in the church. You know, if you again, if we if we struggle in, in in loving our brother or sister, if we struggle in not saying something, our opinion against our brother or sister, and do we not believe that God is right there in the middle of our conversation? But yet, we risk. We risk something just for a way we feel about a situation. It's not worth it to risk something because the way we're feeling that day or we're offended that moment. How many of us have failed in this? You see, and we start to look at. Okay, if I failed in this, then I've deterred something in generations ahead of me.
1: I've left something. I always remember my my mom telling
0: me something growing up, before I was married, before I even had children. I had to handle situations in front of my kids when it came to saying something.
1: Not to do these things. But you know what? There's
0: people that do them. And we can see kids doing it. I see kids doing it. I'm just sitting there normally and I can see a kid doing it. They learned it from somewhere. It came from somewhere.
1: A sentiment
0: came from somewhere. Easily being offended. Not forgiving came from somewhere. Bitterness came from somewhere. And these are the ones that we sometimes don't want to admit that we have or we struggle with them or that we've passed them along. But God again says the same thing. Choose today what you're going to do. Moving forward, choose today on how you're
1: going to handle things tomorrow, tonight. Choose today.
0: Because we have a choice. That's the beautiful thing about God. Well, I'm sure he could have put a security system around that tree, around that fruit, an alarm that would have reminded Adam and Eve not to eat there. You know, we look at security today. Our God is same yesterday and today and forever. Could you imagine the security system that could have been around that, tr- around that tree? Knowing what we know of God. I mean, God, just come on. Could have had angels protecting that, right?
1: Our God is great. He says, look, I could create robots that could do what I tell them to do and just do it. Or I can create a people and give them free will to make
0: the decision to be obedient. And our God has given us this, brothers and sisters. I don't want to hear any excuses. There's no good excuse to, to failing God. There's no good excuse. We can all say it. Well, it's because of this. You don't understand my circum... No, no, we're making an excuse. We're not in the position to decide if it's a good thing. We're in a... Position to come to God for forgiveness. See, when we don't, when we, when we start to make an excuse for something, then that's when we stop coming to God for forgiveness. Because we can always find our out, right? Well, I think God's gonna understand. <laughs> I think God understands my circumstance. That's pretty understanding in His Word.
1: The power we have in God is that everything we need to know is here.
0: Everything. Every, 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 everything. There is nothing you need to know about anything. In the moment, we can see how powerful he is and how mighty he is, the creator that he is, and how from the very beginning he considered us to Today. We see his beauty and his mercy, and we ask God forgive us. I didn't see these things growing up, but I caught these things growing up. And I might not see these things right now until they're triggered. They're emotionally triggered. Something has triggered something that was triggered growing up. A reaction, a response. You know, I heard some things before and these things that have been passed on they were triggered and God can take these things away in a way that you can't even imagine brothers and sisters oh thank you father you see the people of Israel being enslaved by the world Egypt was considered the world enslaved that's all they knew is what they saw oh I need to take you there for a second because some of us all that we see is what we know Please listen to what I'm telling you here. You see the people of Israel in Egypt, hundreds of years. This is all they knew was Egypt, hundreds of years. So when God liberated them, do you think that they were just free and it could go back to the way they were before Egypt? No, they didn't even know what it was to be before Egypt. So then came the wilderness. The desert came. And it comes in our lives in this journey that we take with God. And when you're in the wilderness, and trust me, you will be in the wilderness.
1: Two things happen in the wilderness. You learn or you die. Sounds so horrible, but it's the truth. You
0: see, Jesus went to the wilderness. And that's where he encountered the devil. And Jesus showed us something when he was in the wilderness. And then we see the people of God in the times of Moses going to the wilderness. And God was trying to uh, purify his seed. We've talked about this before. An 11-day journey took 40 years. And the people that left Egypt weren't even the people that went into the
1: promised land. I say, God, if all I know and what's around me,
0: if that's all I know and I have accepted, then I'm in trouble. And I've got to believe that you can take me out of this place put something inside of my heart. You've shown me your word, Jesus. Help me to accept your word, Father, and not just buy into something that was passed along for
1: generations and generations.
0: Can we identify something? Can we gladly say something about us that we could say that we need to let go, that we've identified? Do we do that? I'm just thinking. Can we do that? Can we, you know, are, are we, are we strong enough in our, in our, in our belief in Christ? Taking away something that we can say that I, I have this and I know I have this from, from you know, you know, some brothers and sisters have said it, but you know, we said it as statements. But something that you're struggling with still. We said things very general, general, like they're they're obvious things. But something that we're struggling with still today, you know. You know, can, can, can we say it with confidence, believing that God can take it away? It's hard sometimes.
1: It's hard sometimes. I, wasn't, I was a liar until
0: I believed I was not a liar anymore, and God freed me from that. I was a lustful person until I believed God freed me from that. Was that something I was going to pass on to my child? I remember the first time that I was watching a football game with my son and the team that we were rooting for started losing and and I saw something in him that I didn't want to see. This breakdown of a small little child. I had to shut off the TV and let's go get an ice cream.
1: Because his world was ending that night. And I was old enough to understand that your world doesn't end. But it worried me. What I could potentially have been passing to him. We say these moments. And we laugh, but what have you passed? Have you even recognized what you've passed? Have you seen it? Is it a void? Is it hurt? Because now's the time to fix it.
0: We have such a loving God that can allow us to fix it, brothers and sisters. Brothers, the sun rises, his mercy
1: rises with it. If we turn to Deuteronomy 28.
0: and it shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe and to do all his commandments this sounds so good i mean it sounds basic it's not like he's asking a lot from us right look what it says right here and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently what does that mean if you should listen with intent if you just like I'm not going to get distracted by, you know, uh, somebody chewing gum next to me. I'm not going to get distracted because uh, I'm feeling this and my tummy's rumbling and I've got a migraine and I've got. But if you listen diligently, listen with this. To the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. This is what God was telling his people. Listen, if you're going to listen to God and come with intent to church and just praise him knowing that, God, I want to say my amens as my periods and believing you, Jesus. I want to say my amens as something that goes into my storage of my heart and my mind. I want to say my amens, and I just don't want to go through another service and at the end of service forget what service was about. But if I listen to you diligently, Jesus, there's a promise you have for me. there's going to be struggles there's going to be low times but you're not going to get me on the low times you're going to keep, get me up Father we're going to go through depressions we're going to go through financial ruins there's going to be things that happen there's going to be people struggling in ways that we can't imagine because we trusted in God we believed in God not into the fear that happens and we turn on on the news sometimes and we see on the news god you've removed that why because we trusted in your word diligently and we believed in you diligently i don't know if we, does anybody do anything diligently <laughs> i almost like want to know is like you know what's you know do i do anything diligently man i want to get to that point where his word of god is like man am i doing that Am I doing that? Am listening to that? Am I doing that? Get excited and questioning myself first that and then putting it to practice. And then we read here in verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Oh, I like that. Let's keep on reading. Blessed shall be in the city, and blessed shall be in the field. Can I say hallelujah, Brother Manuel? Blessed, blessed. Keep on reading verse 4. Blessed shall thou be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Verse 5. Blessed shall be the basket and thy store, verse 6. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Verse 7. And the Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. You know what I love, brothers and sisters? I love when we get to the point where we don't want to see that in our enemies. Now, you don't want to hear this because some of us are still very vengeful people. Oh, man, you know you're at a place. Oh, you, come on, come on. I want, I want somebody to talk to me that's been there before. I want, somebody to, I want somebody just to praise with me that's been there before. Oh, you know you're at a place when you can sit with your enemy and hope Jesus on them. Oh, see, some of you ain't there yet, but I've seen it in some of you. You see, this is where you get excited, not because God will keep your enemies at your feet, but that moment, that day that it comes,
1: God puts mercy in your heart, understanding in your decision. In your action, that's blessed. Let's be blessed. The moment when you say, God, my father. You see Paul experiencing a suffering like Christ. And you start to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they did.
0: This world has taught them things. Oh, some of us have experienced that beautiful. You see, we get excited when we say our enemies will be and you'll come. That moment where you can see your enemy
1: and see Jesus in them. And you
0: want your enemy to see Jesus in you. Ooh, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe so many people haven't experienced that here, but man, I tell you, when I experienced it,
1: ooh, powerful. Thank you, God. Galatians
0: 3:10. For all for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. I want us to read this version right here, brothers and sisters. Same context. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things. And do them. You see, brothers and sisters,
1: we sometimes come here and we put a filter here. And
0: sometimes we don't do all things as we've read or have been inspired because we've decided to only accept the things that are convenient to us. If it's something that can be changed today, we'll accept it if we decide to change it today. But brothers and sisters, we have got to open ourselves up to the word of God and hear all things and see where the things are coming from and all things before it's too late.
1: Before God's wrath comes upon us.
0: And I say, brothers and sisters, that we have an opportunity every service we come to to decide
1: on to listen to God completely and with all our heart and to believe him and to trust in him. Jesus, I trust in you, Father. I'm
0: in a vulnerable place right now, Jesus place that I'm at right now, God, I can see my sins, I can see my shame, I can see what you're telling me, Father, but
1: I've got to decide if I just want to see it or if I want to change it. Oh, man, the power to change it. We can change things with him.
0: We can change things with him, brothers and sisters. We've got to see it in us. We've got to believe that he sees something in us, that there's still things in us. We make mistakes, we fail, we we trip up on ourselves, but God sees us. He sees the potential in you. There's sometimes things that we mention that we say were badly passed on that actually can be very beneficial if we turn them. You know, pastors talked about it takes anger to push a a van uphill. It takes anger to sometimes do the jack on a tire to motivate yourself. Sometimes it takes stubbornness to say, I'm not going to move from this foundation that God has put me on. Sometimes it takes pride in God to stop us from being shy and said, I don't care if I'm shy and I don't want to say anything. I, have, I know God is good and awesome, and I'm proud of that. It's how the perspective that we see things and we relate things and how we change things for the benefit
1: of his kingdom. 2
0: Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 18. And all things are of God, who hath what? Reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry
1: of what? Excuse me? So you have a ministry. I like that. Some of us didn't realize we had a ministry. We see here, verse 19,
0: to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not in putting their trespasses onto them, and hath committed unto us the word. reconciliation And I love, brothers and sisters, that God gives us the power of this to reconcile.
1: You see, because some of us, we
0: struggle with seeing That power when that does, because we're in too much regret. We're indebted to regret.
1: But when you can do this, it's taking back. See, when you do these things, you're taking back. When you reconcile, you're taking back. You're taking back what was lost. And God has given you this ministry to take back what was lost. Can we identify what was lost? Because God's giving you the power to take it back. And you've got to believe God will give you the wisdom on what to take back.
0: And it's beautiful when you start talking differently Is it only me that sees things in my kids? That's me.
1: Is it only me? Anybody else here struggle with that? Come on. That's
0: giving you power. That's giving you a ministry. Take it back. Something that might not have happened growing up, something that your parents might not have done growing up, you can do. How beautiful is it when you have that conversation with your child, when they can have that conversation saying, that's not the way we need to be, or you need to be, or I should have shown you.
1: The sentiments. It's time to take it back. And you can
0: do it, brothers and sisters. We can do it in Jesus. God gives us the power for these conversations and these things. And there are special moments when you can actually have a conversation with your child that you might have not have had with your parent. How powerful is that when you can say something and give advice and take away something that they could struggle with potentially, a sentiment that they could struggle with their mother-in-law? Ah, oh, nobody, wants to, nobody wants to talk about that one, huh?
1: I was hearing somebody talk about that this week their sons are old
0: enough now and they're looking at you know getting married and son was coming to the mom and the mom was you know giving them some advice and then heard something from their husband saying well I remember when you were like that with my
1: mom Ain't nobody want to hear that right now,
0: do they? Ain't nobody want to hear that right now, right? You see, we struggle with these things, and these things come back unless we start stepping in the way and start taking accountability for these things, humbling yourself a little bit and saying, "I
1: struggled with this. I had this pride. I had this sentiment."
0: God help me to. Relate and deal with this, Jesus, as I trust in you and everything, Father. And I look for the root of things, Jesus.
1: We turn to Psalms
0: 103:17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto Children's children. You see, brothers and sisters, our God doesn't change.
1: Our God's unmovable. Things change around us. And we think God
0: changes, but he doesn't change. This word came in a time when there wasn't Wi-Fi. Or there wasn't cell service. Or there wasn't cars on the road. This, this, this word came in a time where a shepherd boy relied on his stick and his sling as he wrote this.
1: He became a man, a ruler, a king.
0: You see, brothers and sisters, things change. One thing that doesn't change is our God. We can't use terms like, well, God needs to evolve from what, 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 he, what it was like in the Bible. See, he doesn't need to. Because he was perfect. And
1: his word was perfect. Something that has an impact on us today and it didn't have to be flashy. And it didn't have to have extra storage space. It was simple. But yet profound. Profound.
0: And we all have stories on how it's read us and it's identified us and things that we've needed to grow in. Oh, merciful God, you've seen me in the garden
1: naked. You've seen me, Father, in my shame. And you love me. And we see through his
0: word. We see through his word, his love for us, brothers and sisters. All this love that he just wants us to get. Hold on to as our children receive from it. Because it's in us. And when his love's in you, your house receives it. Your house receives it. You see, Jesus' love needs to be in you. To be in your house.
1: How do you know if it's in you? That's a Good question, huh? How do you know if Jesus' love is in you? This is so, such an important question. To the origin.
0: You see, you know it's in you when you start to see the fruits of it in your house. And you start to see things that you didn't see in you, you didn't have in you when you were little. And you're like, Jesus, I know it's, this because of you.
1: Because I wasn't like this. And now I'm
0: seeing fruits of your love. And you see, brothers and sisters, this is the exciting part about Jesus. Is what he does
1: with his love. Beloved, Paul said, beloved, beloved people. Spanish says "carísimos." costly.
0: His love costs something, but yet we're partakers of it and receive it. Amen. If we turn to Isaiah 59.1, Isaiah 59.1, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. Oh, come on now. Well, Lorenzo says that when, when the bill comes, my hand gets short.
1: He's agreeing right now. Our Lord's hand is not short. When you're needing something,
0: it's not that he can't reach you. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You see, brothers and sisters,
1: we can never say God didn't want to do it. We can never say God couldn't do it. But what we should say is God sees something in me.
0: Do I see it? Do I see it? Do I see this in me that God's trying to highlight it right now in my time of need? Oh, come on now. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there on my knees praying. I've been there praying and praying and praying. I've been there praying and praying and praying, but I'm praying for the wrong thing. Because it's not the thing that needs to be prayed for. It's the thing that I don't see that needs to be prayed for. God doesn't want us to pray for the obvious. He wants us to pray for the hidden things. As we hear David
1: asking God to search him. You see, brothers and sisters, we pray
0: we ask and we ask amiss but man when we start praying saying god i don't know what's going on right now god oh it's scary god oh lord oh lord i'm looking at sister margie cuz you know sister margie well, I'm looking at you sister margie because you know you just don't know why you're going to ask for a prayer oh god oh lord oh lord And then you look back and you say, man, you got me. You had me all along. In moments you've been there, in the calmness of the seas, you've been there, comforting me all this time. But yet, brothers and sisters, when we're going through something, it doesn't matter what it is that you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Instead of asking for what you're going through,
1: ask for what got you there. Ask God to show you the root of it. The origin of where disobedience could have began.
0: Where you might have looked at something differently than how you looked at it. I want to know, God, where it began where disobedience began. We can go back in the Bible and see the disobedience of Adam and Eve. But can we go back and look at our disobedience and our Shortcoming, because the moment you go back to that moment doesn't mean you got to stay there. Doesn't mean you got to be regretful. Doesn't mean that you can't overcome it. Doesn't mean all these things that you're already putting in yourself, because you don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I know there's something there. I know there's something, but I don't want to go there. I just don't want to accept it. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. God is new. God is this, this, this. But God's telling you go there and don't stay there, but go there.
1: The moment you go there and you look at it, ask God for wisdom. To deal with it.
0: Oh, man, I told you, I told you, I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Everything you find in that word of God, any moment, anything that you've gone through, if what you've gone there and you've gone back to is hurt, man, you've got the word of God for hurt. But go to the word of God in the moment that you to the root, to the origin of something. The problem isn't why things keep on coming back. It's because we're not going to the root, to the origin, and believing that it started somewhere. But we can go back to disobedience.
1: And we can see disobedience there. And we turn
0: to James 1.14. But every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. We're all tempted when we're drawn away. You see, you see, you see, you see, the enemy couldn't come. The snake couldn't come to Eve without drawing her away. You see, you see, you, you fall into temptation when you're drawn away. And what how did the enemy draw her away? By deceiving her. The Lord said you couldn't eat from any of the fruit
1: here in the garden? That's the way he said it. See, he, he wanted to draw her away. No.
0: She could have said. She had a conversation with them, and didn't recognize that the mechanism of the enemy is first to draw you away, confusing you. What did the word of God actually say? And now I'm questioning as I draw myself
1: away with my own lust.
0: But we start to look at our own opinions. We start to look at our own thoughts instead of looking at the thoughts that God has given us through his word. I want to think the way the word shows me to think. I want to believe the way the word of God shows me to believe. But we're broken. How many of us are broken? We, you know, if you ain't broken, if you don't see your brokenness, then you might be in the wrong place because our God is a healer. Our God, our God is a, 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 a potter. We're in the potter's house. If you don't see yourself as broken, if you don't see yourself as these things, then then you're missing the thing because then you are drawn away in your own lust
1: and temptations. You're
0: failing to see yours. And it saddens me. It saddens me, brothers and sisters. When I was with the youth, I used to say, you know, The young people, the young people are so easily
1: influenced.
0: I'm a person that, you know, I deal with marketing, I deal with strategy, I deal with these things. Young people are easily influenced.
1: You go to the store. 10 tips on how you can look thinner. Get him to say yes.
0: You got magazines, Teen Bob, 17. You got commercials. You got artists. You got everything influencing how they should look or how they should feel about themselves. And the saddest thing to me is this. I get it. I get it with, I get it with teens. What I don't get it with is when you're in your midlife crisis and you're trying to fix it. There ain't no influence, there ain't no midlife crisis
1: magazine. Then you already you're married and you got kids. Love yourself for how Jesus loved you. See yourself for how Jesus sees you. He sees me nice and round. A little shiny. But love yourself for how God loved you. Because we're so quick to try to fix it. Try to improve it. And that's not the love he's talking about
0: that's the love of our lust and what will take us down paths of not wanting to hear remember we're not here we're not hearing right we're not hearing how many of us sometimes come here and we're not hearing not hearing you're not hearing not hearing you choose to hear right now some of you are just choosing to hear like oh i'm glad he talked about that na na needs to hear that But here you are with your filter system Ooh, and what an ugly thing. When you're over here thinking that, na needed to hear that, and you ain't even listening to the stuff. It's even simpler than that. Oh, God, have mercy on me. That's why we're so glad that the hermano are having a meeting this Saturday, right? Don't forget, lunch. Another great meeting. Lord, we wanted us to remind you. You know what, brothers and sisters, this is why we should love each other and be merciful to each other. I still remember a day where a brother told me this. He goes, brother, forgive us. We haven't been doing this long. We haven't been doing this long. And man, when he said that, it destroyed me. He meant it in a genuine way. He goes, brother, forgive us. We haven't been doing this long. And God showed me something. You're right. Man, I've got to be Merciful. In this journey, let's take it together. If I can't help you get there like somebody helped me get there. And I'm just instantly crucifying you at the first thing. When the person didn't crucify me and took me with them. What a beautiful thing when a church extends back and, and, and helps pull someone. What a beautiful thing. Instead of doing this, it's this. Instead of doing this, no entran y no dejan entrar. They don't enter and they don't allow anyone else to enter. But it's beautiful when we we stop and just think about it for a second and say, you know what? I'm grateful. Because I remember I was a gossiper. Because I remember I was stubborn in these things. But how easily we forget, right? Some of these things. Oh, Lord, help me not to forget, Jesus, how you, how you once saw me so I could be merciful, so I could be loving, so I won't be so quick.
1: We turn to 1 John 3, 4.
0: Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. You see, brothers and sisters, for us
1: to not be in sin,
0: our focus must be not only in as the Pharisees were and just looking at the law and with blinders and not really seeing what the word was saying and the mercy of God's grace. Could you imagine these scholars that were uh, in, the, in the books of Moses, in the old law, a cheek for a cheek, tooth, tooth for a tooth. Could you imagine them just seeing it like this and then God came with a new law of mercy and grace
1: He came here
0: for us, instead of being so quick to stone someone, to be quicker to sit down and explain his will to them. Oh, man, you just see the well,
1: the woman at the well. See, our God,
0: see, our God was so merciful, but yet so, oh, man, just awesome, isn't he? You see, some of us won't sit at the well. Some of us won't sit at the well or try to relate with the woman at the well and try to get her to see who he was. See, God didn't just stop there and just let her try to convince him with philosophies and things that she knew. He sat there with her Says, man, you you really think you know who I am or who
1: the Messiah is. But you're thirsty.
0: You're thirsty and you're at a well drawing water, but don't understand that I have what you would never thirst again for. What a mighty God that allows us to see beyond the face of something and see Christ. Being drawn out of someone. If so we turn to Genesis 4 7. If thou doest, doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Sounds good, right? Question mark. You do something right, will you not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall Be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Now, brothers and sisters, if we do good, so it's the good finding part in what we do in life.
1: Treat others as what? As you would like to be treated. Right? We
0: see here, that's a very powerful thing because some of us don't do that. And our expectations are higher for others how they treat us than how we treat others. We fool ourselves because we fall into a trap of something waiting for us, a curse waiting for us.
1: Because we can't see the obvious.
0: These are things that we can stop, these are things that we can change, these are things that curses that we can stop when we decide.
1: Not do these things anymore. I like for us to
0: end on this John seven thirty seven. In the last day, the great day of the feast. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters, because this is who our Jesus is. This is how the uniqueness of our Jesus, our, 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 our Father. Listen to this. He's, he's on the last day of the feast, and what have they been doing? What do you think you do at a feast? Huh? This is how awesome Jesus is. I mean, I love Jesus. I mean, some people don't think Jesus was sar- sarcastically had humor with it, but he brought revelation to things. Like, I would be sitting there, and I'd be, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, I'm a person that just tries to look at things with common sense, right? I would be a person and be like, what?
1: We've been eating and drinking this entire feast. It's the feast of the Passover. It's a party. And Jesus stands up and says something that would have me just like,
0: what are you talking about?
1: We keep on reading here.
0: If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. He that believeth on me. As the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, 39. But this spoke he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, brothers and sisters, you see, some of us are, are, are searching for something physically that we're thirsty for you see jesus was there at a feast and he could see people searching for something physical a physical thirst a vexation that was over his people he could see that you're thirsty you're thirsty you're thirsty you're so thirsty when you can just be quenched if you come to me you're thirsty you're thirsty you're thirsty you're so thirsty you're running like you just you're just thirsty you're you're vexed, you're thirsty. You see,
1: and they found lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. they said that his spirit was vexed, thirsty, thirsty
0: And Jesus said, "I've been here, I'm here, and you see, brothers and sisters." We, we, we've been here and, and, and we have the power to raise up our hands and receive from his spirit and this thirst can go away
1: by accepting him.
0: Say, Jesus, just take this thirst that I have, this hurt. I want to see me the way you see me. Not the way the world, I think the world sees me, but the way you see me. I don't want to thirst anymore, God. I don't want to thirst anymore.
1: Stand up, brothers and sisters. You see, our God is powerful. He's mighty. I don't get tired of
0: saying these things knowing that he's never going to change You see, our world's going to change. See, they, today they announced in Chicago, in the courthouse, they put, next to Ten Commandments, they put a satanic
1: altar. In Chicago.
0: Okay? Because, see, if you don't understand how the world's going to change, if you don't understand that the world's going to change, then the world's going to vex you when you start to see these things. But see, we're not from this world. But we can have an effect on this world. You see, because when you look at the origin of what's in you, and you decide to remove it from you, if it's not glorifying God, then you've affected the future.
1: Because you've changed something that could be passed along and passed on. I ask you, God, to reveal in me what's in me
0: before I pass it along. And if I've passed something along, here we go, right? Here we go. Start thinking it can't be changed. Help me to change it. I saw the best in my father, not when I was a child only, but when I was a grown man and I saw him stumble in things and show me to still fight. Oh, man, some of us are so, we're so sentimental on the spilled milk that we're not seeing the opportunity to show the change. How can our children, how can our children experience Christ if they don't experience the change in us? That's where the belief happens. That's where the confidence is that we have to have. Oh, my gosh, when, when mom and dad aren't the same anymore? Doesn't that excite you? Because, see, brothers and sisters, the enemy wants to trap you. The enemy wants to make you think, well, you know, it's too late for me now because, again, I can't put them in time out. I can't punish them. It's not
1: about that. It's about showing them what redemption is, what it is to reconcile. And that's your ministry. That's our ministry to take
0: back. To take back what the enemy almost took from us. And to stay on the foundation that God has put us on. Amen. Why don't we all pray, brothers and sisters, if we can bow our heads. I'm going to ask the group to pass on up. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're grateful again for your grace and your mercy and your love. Jesus, always, always, always knew as we enter into this place. Lord.